Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, my talkers, we're almost to Friday, but no worry. Lori and Julia are here to bring you to the night. We've got all kinds of great stuff coming up this hour. Theories, we've got some Hollywood news and a dirt alert for you. But let's sit back and hang out with Lori and Julia. All right, let's do it. So um, we're going to start with this little story first. So <laughs> this is kind of just, it made me laugh. So the movie Licorice Pizza yes, has the greatest name. <laughs> yes. Whatever it means, I'm, pa- I'm all in. It's Paul Thomas Anderson. He's married to Maya Rudolph. Yes. He gave us um, Boogie Nights. Oh, he gave us yeah. the other one with Tom Cruise in it, the... Um, no, where he's Pulp the, Fiction Magnolia. Magnolia. Yeah. yeah, he's yeah makes interesting you know movies, and so this is his latest project, and um, someone has a fun cameo in it, and that would be Leonardo DiCaprio's father, George DiCaprio. Oh, has a cameo okay. in Licorice Pizza. He portrays a waterbed salesman in this comedy drama, which is featuring also. Philip Seymour Hoffmore's son in the leading role. Oh, wow. So Paul Thomas Anderson, you know, he said, I created a picture of a guy who owned a wig shop that sold waterbeds. And I couldn't figure out why do I have this specific vision of this guy, you know? And then like a bolt of lightning, I remember Leonardo's dad looks like him. So I tracked him down And asked George, hey, would you be in it? And he said, sure. When I explained the scenario to him, he said, sounds great. Did Leo tell you that I owned a waterbed company back in the day? And it was called Foggy Bottom. Okay, hysterical. (laughs) And uh, so, yeah, so Cooper Hoffman is in it. That's Philip Seymour Hoffman's. It's getting rave reviews. And I it opened in... Small release last Friday, so I don't know where it's playing here or whatever, but Sean Penn is in it, Bradley Cooper has a part in it, and of course, Leo has never worked with uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, although he was in the running to play Dirk Diggler in Boogie Nights. Oh, interesting, he was? He turned down the role so he could be Jack in Titanic, and the part went to Mark Wahlberg. So and and perfectly out. cast both sides. Both ways. Yes. Because yeah. mm-hmm. I can't see Leo as Dirt Diggler. No. It's, isn't it funny Two how... baby face. Yeah. When oh, that would have been horrible. That yeah. would have been horrible because horrible. that is such a... Iconic. Sexual <laughs> Figure, yeah. And yeah. Mark Wahlberg had a little more... He has more sass. Yeah, for sure. He has more sass <laughs> yeah. than yeah, the sure. other one, 100%. So, anyway, I just thought... I know, that I was, like that. Yeah, foggy bottom. And I know. Then, you know, the other news yesterday that was coming out of Hollywood, and we didn't talk about it or bring it up. We were kind of waiting for more information, and uh, we learned about it from Roger Friedman at Showbiz 411 and then talked to our friend Tanya Hart. But uh, this music mogul, not a lot of people will know his name unless you're in the business or if you watch the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. A couple of weeks ago, he was inducted Clarence Avant, and... There's a Netflix documentary about him called The Black Godfather. 
and what an influential. He's still alive and everything, 90-year-old guy. And on on Monday night, his he lives in like one probably Trout, it's called Trowdale Estates. It's part of Beverly Hills. Very, very fancy area. Mm-hmm. There was a home invasion, and his wife, who's 81, Jacqueline, was shot and killed. And it's so just tragic. Shook Rock. all of Hollywood. I mean, Obama released a statement about it. He's in the documentary. I mean, they knew everybody in this. Right. And they, they'd just been inducted. And I guess she was like the loveliest woman in a huge philanthropist. And Who shoots uh, an 81 year old woman. I, I, that's exactly right. And what Tanya said was that, you know, it was like there's been all these smash and grab. Home invasions. I mean, Dorit Hemsley. Dorit from, Hemsley. I mean, and, and she, she was home with her two kids too. And she begged the guys not to kill her. Yes. And they've arrested. It was front page of the L.A. Times because apparently Clarence and Jacqueline are loved, very well known in L.A. and everything. But Clarence is like the, the Black Godfather. I mean, we watched the mm-hmm. trailer for it uh, yesterday, um, and um, people are just heart sick. About it, but they've arrested the guy because he shot himself in the foot during he, the process. Yeah, apparently, mm-hmm. yeah, he did. So I, there's something about car thefts. There's something about home invasions right now. People just really, mm. it's, people are just please be careful. Oh, I because know. if you, I mean this is just such a it's tragic. It's just such a terrible thing. And uh, yeah, I mean his their daughter is married to Ted Sarandos who's the head of Netflix right. who you're mad at who just raised the prices 10 bucks oh. yeah and their son is a big agent at CAA so they're all kind of in the business yeah. and if so it, sad so sad but it, it made me want to watch this the black godfather mm-hmm. on Netflix it, about this guy's career cuz he just got inducted in the rock and roll hall of fame but yeah they've arrested these guys but um Roger Friedman and uh, Tanya Hart and other people, you know, that are, you know, covering L.A., Hollywood right out there just said the whole town is shook. Everybody knew them. Absolutely sad. Yeah. You know, we got an email because right before we were talking about this, we were talking about the licorice pizza. Mm -hmm. And we got an email from Jill and she wanted us to know. And I did read this, but I forgot. A long time ago, there was a record store called Licorice Pizza. And they called it that because the 12 inch black vinyl LPs. Look like black licorice oh, and a pizza. That's so, cool. Isn't that something? Yeah. So the movie might be something about record stores and it, music. Yeah. And wasn't there a place called the uh, Licorice Pizza on Sunset? It, yeah, Boulevard? this is what yeah, she's saying. She's yeah, saying. It was yeah, in, okay. it was in L.A. Yeah. So that's kind of thanks, Joe, for letting us know that. And then another woman wanted us to know if she hears us say the yips again, she's going to go crazy. Why? <laughs> I don't know. The subject's yips. If you guys say this one more time, I just made me laugh. Yeah. So I just burst out laughing. Well, we've got, you know, Jason. Well, I got want to just remind you, Sandra Bullock was at home when burglars entered her place and she hid in a closet. And in some of her interviews. Anything more? Yeah. She's scary. She has. uh, She said that she's never really. She's never been alone since that home Mm -hmm. invasion. Well, and she's the Kardashian girl, women, a couple of them have had stalkers. We've heard. Well, um, this was a burglar. Yeah, that was this a burglar. Was a burglar. Yep. This was somebody and she, this unarmed intruder entered her Bel Air home. And Louie happened to be with the nanny that night because she and her guy were, or she was. I don't 
know how you get over that. Yeah, I mean, think of Kim Kardashian getting taped and put in a bathtub in Paris. And Dorit begging them, don't kill my children, please. I mean... I'm sure that house is up for sale, but that was the weirdest house in uh, Hollywood. That I ever saw, yeah. you know, if you watch that show, it was like on top of a it was driveway. On top of a driveway. On top a of very, a very busy, curvy street. We've got big news because Jason okay. Matheson made uh, the newspaper today for yet another thing. But he, remember when we did our broadcast at Lush? Oh, love, love that place. place. Drag bingo? Yeah. So much fun. Yeah, and before but it's it was been Lush, closed for a while. Yeah, before it was Lush, what was it? Boom. Boom. No, what? no, you're thinking it's oh, a different... That's it's a different, a different location, you're yes, right. Yes. Well, Jason and a team of people are going to be reopening it up this month, and his Betty and Earl's biscuits and their menu's going to be there. Oh, so good. He's very excited. So um, this is a fun... I loved that place. Lush is like in the middle, like there's two streets on either Central, side of it. Yeah. Like in Northeast. Yeah. Central Avenue and then this it's other. A, it's straight up from the old boom. Yeah. It's so, so anyway. It's great space. Yes, it is. So congrats to Jason and his empire. Yeah. That's fantastic. It is. Now, um, while you're going to, I know you're playing tennis tonight and you're DVR Annie. Oh, at nine you, o'clock. I know. Would you like to uh, vent about o'clock. it right now? Oh, it's so late. Mm-hmm. I'm really kind of nervous because I'm playing up a level two. Oh, you're going to be great. No, I don't know. Yes, you are. Mm. You're going to be great. I used to bowl on a bowling league that started at nine with well, the, all the old ladies like at Elsie's. 28? Oh, no, they were all in their 70s. And yeah, I was like 25. Yeah, it's easier when you And I was so impressed, though, because all these ladies were in their 70s and they were chain smokers and drinking their old Milwaukee's. <laughs> and I just remember thinking, I that's hope I like that. Can't do that while you play tennis. Yeah. You can't smoke or drink. Well, that's why sometimes people like bowling. <laughs> <laughs> Although the smoking, no more anymore. Right. But they used to... Pound the nails Jeez. there, my gosh. But right. I am going to watch the the Alec Baldwin, George Stephanopoulos yeah. interview. I'm very curious to see, uh, because I don't consider that horrible roadside chat that he had with the paparazzis in Vermont to be a publicist suggestion of a good idea. No, I know. So this is, I'm calling it his first official interview. And uh, six weeks after the... Uh, Fatal accident. Fatal accident. On the set of the movie in New Mexico. Yeah, and he, he, of course, everyone is just like, how can he say, yes, he was holding the gun, but he never pulled the trigger, is what he's going to tell him. Um, And uh, so, anyway, it was a huge shock, and I'm like, what kind of a, what kind of a pistol has a praying mantis, like, you can just brush it and... I hope George asked him, is this the same gun that went off a couple times on the weekend? And- Good. That'd be a great question. George, and it's George's. It's interesting because everyone has their own production companies because Robin has Robert's Boy, do they ever. Everyone has their own production company because that's how you can control it. I mean, if Alec is telling the truth and his knuckle never bent, mm-hmm. bent and it's- pulled the trigger, then this is the most... Uh, uh, Fakakta gun situation I've ever heard of. An old, dusty, rusty gun shouldn't have had a bullet inside, and it did. And one that fired out of the blue without any touching. You know. It's terrible. Yeah, so I I don't know. I guess apparently ABC News is reporting that a new search warrant was authorized to search an Albuquerque prop house. Okay. And that investigators believe they have discovered the source of where that bullet came from because apparently you can bullets 
are traceable, you know, sure, like sure, they sure. come yeah, in yeah, whatever, yeah, they the are. whole lot. We so. always see them in a murder um, <laughs> crime scene, try to find the bullet and get it from the tree. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's the bullet? Because they can, yeah. Yeah, they can do all that. So anyway, uh, that... I think it'll be compelling TV, and I... And I believe in just looking at the trailer, I totally believe Well, there's nothing him. not to believe, but... No, but I believe him when he says it's the worst thing that ever happened oh, to me because he is going to have to live for the rest of his life with... Uh, with this and you know maybe he'll do something good and lobby for zero tolerance for any ammunition on the set or something like that or i mean it's a horrible accident to have to live with yeah all right listen we come back it's time for the dirt alert this is a my talk dirt alert that's true we've got some fun stuff to talk about today you guys well cardi b is in the news again for the last couple days actually she, she keeps building up her empire on wednesday you guys i don't know if you heard about this but she launched out and it sold out right away her vodka infused whip, whip shots. yeah whip shots <laughs> they're whipped cream shots and they sold out the minute they were released so oh that, my god remember someone else did this um, alcohol-infused whipped creams a couple years ago, and they sold out right away, too. Mm-hmm. But this is... Why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's not it, you guys. She The next day, today, Thursday, she announced some big news. She's taking on a big role at Playboy. So the very next day, she took to Instagram to say that she has been named the first-ever creative director in residence at, at the iconic nude public publication Playboy. But it doesn't stop there. She will also be the founding creative director and founding member of the creator-led platform from Playboy called Centerfold. Oh, now, as you, she's in charge of the centerfolds. No, no. Oh. So this is where it's, it's. You know how like OnlyFans has come on all these social media platforms where people can express themselves yeah. in sexual ways yeah. or whatever yeah. and make money. From what I gathered, it sounds like Playboy is going to create their own online platform, platform called Centerfold, where create creative will, influencers, yeah. uh, people will stage people in centerfold positions. Exactly. So wow. they're making like a digital centerfold where you can go do your own centerfold and not necessarily have to be a part of Playboy. Well, Cardi B just tweeted a half hour ago because somebody said, suggested to her, I'd love to see an XXL freshman class style group cover giving the artists their own blah, blah, blah. She said, that's cool, but that's not the direction I'm going. Sometimes we'll be putting models on the covers. I want the old Playboy in caps. Yes. I want... All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP podcast.com i'm bradley trainer and i'm don mcclain we have a podcast called blinded by the item a blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out it's a guessing game and you can play along the item might be like this a-list star carries a birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. 
sexy fantasy, a world of beauty and imagination. So that's where Cardi's thinking, y'all. Yeah, she she's got. I mean, it's great ideas. It sounds like it's going to work out great for Playboy. And you know, I just if anyone needs to know, her. I love her. I have the Farrah Fawcett uh, Playboy. Playboy. How much do you think that's worth, Grant? Because you're a collector. Uh, you know, if it, depending on condition, but it could be worth a couple, probably hundred bucks. Yeah. No, I just have it. I yeah. when my stepfather died, uh, yeah. he had such a great collection, and I was like, I'm taking the Farrah. Uh, it was some kind of an anniversary was she cover. Even naked? Oh my oh word! Yes. I'll bring it in and show it to you. It's really good, and there's a really good interview with somebody in that issue. I'll bring it in. I know right, right where it is. I have it in a real <laughs> convenient spot. Love it. Well, this God. is this sounds great for Playboy for Cardi B because yeah. if you're going to have anybody that's animated like her kind of cover this, that's well, look at old Cooper Hefner. Yeah, yeah. reaching out. Yeah, he's expanding the empire, doing a good well, job because with that. It really. There's no magazine. There's no magazine, and they really needed to figure out a way to evolve. Yeah. Yep. Because that was their, you know, so good for them. Yeah. This is a big deal for Playboy. Well, now this is interesting, you guys. I know there's been a lot of hoopla and a lot of hype around the Adele concert. Well, Seth Rogen, as we all know, was in the crowd. Who was in the crowd? He was having a blast for the Adele special. For the Adele special, Mm -hmm. apparently, it has come out that he had no idea that the Adele concert was being taped for the one night only special. I believe that. And he and his wife got so stoned that they were paranoid throughout the whole thing that they were going to embarrass themselves. But it gets better, you guys. So he comes in that night. They think they're just going to go to this, you know, Adele concert. It's going to be nothing. But then they see all the cameras and the drones, and he starts freaking out because. Seth Rogen go to the Griffith Observatory for concerts? No, he was invited. No, but I'm just saying, like, that in and of itself, going to Griffith Observatory... I don't know that they have a lot of concerts there. It's not like the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, like I said, they they had a little fun little pregame party where they, they were, always do. They always do. Every which, day, you know, all day long. Uh, every day, all day long. But this is the funny part. So he's thinking like, all right, well, we'll be able to go in the back and just hide, right? Yeah, like, right. nope, not at all. First row, A and B, seat A and B, in oh. front of Leonardo DiCaprio, oh, in front of all no. these. Yeah. He's thinking, what am I doing right now? Standing up in front, in front of all these people in the front row at this Adele concert. That's funny. That still had to be one of the best uh, invites to brag about yeah. in La La Land. Sure. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and so he was on, I believe it was Jimmy Fallon last night. Yes, he was. And he was asked by Jimmy, like, so how did this happen? When, you know, when asked if he even knew Adele and Seth answered, no, I don't know Adele. And if Adele, you're watching this, why did you do that? Why did you invite <laughs> why me? Why did you invite me and put me in the front because row? Because she said at the beginning of that, these are all people that I know or friends of people that I know. So that, I can feel comfortable because I yes. haven't been in front of a live audience mm-hmm. and I want to be around a supportive group of people. Yeah. <laughs> it's, well, she's going to be around a bunch of supportive people for those 16 weekends she's mm-hmm. in Vegas. Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely true. So that's mm-hmm. a little fun story yeah, there that for, is. for Seth Rogen. And then finally, well, not finally, we'll see if we have more time, but this one you brought to my attention. This is big news for you know everybody that are up against tabloids. Meghan Markle has won her lawsuit against a publisher that she you know that released the letter. The Daily of- Mail was it was upheld. They they appealed right. They appealed. Yes, 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 yes. yes. They, her, it's all over the letter that they published, the private her letter that she wrote to yeah, her dad, and, and her dad sold to them, and then they published it. Yeah. yeah. So they didn't like that they were found guilty mm-hmm. of doing the wrong thing. They appealed, and then the judge found on the side of Megan again. Yeah, and they said that the Duchess had a reasonable expectation of privacy in the, in the contents of the letter. Those contents were personal, private, 
and not matters of legitimate public interest. Well, now, yeah, Piers Morgan has already written a thing about how selfish she was <laughs> to even um, fight the appeal. Oh, what a, that she should, I know. What a, just, he needs to go away. Yeah. And Megan said this about the ruling. While this is a win, while this win is a precedent setting, what matters most is that we are now collectively brave enough to, re, to reshape the, a tabloid industry mm-hmm. that conditions people to be cruel and profits from the lies and pain that they create. So this this is, this is kind of a big deal that the yeah, appeal. Yeah, no, it really is because they went all. In, I mean, can you imagine how much money the Daily Mail no, spent I, on right this? It, no, oh, I know tons of money. Right, just tons. to what? Well, I think of how misleading because I just finished the Katie Couric yeah book. How misleading their headlines were That's and positioning true. her to be this evil woman, not mm-hmm. standing up for mm-hmm. women, blah 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 blah. Which none of that is true. Yeah, absolutely none of it. And taking so many things out of context to position people in the bad light. Yeah. Well, that's how they make their money, you know, salacious. Yeah. And and especially with uh, anything, you know, royal, too. Right. They're horrible. If, if royals, media. Women. Um, yeah. They've been all over the view, women. Every mm-hmm. woman. Women. Right. They're, they're mean to women. Yeah. Yeah. But then on the other hand, then they'll, they're very complimentary, always only on looks. Oh, they, they, they're they always, the pre- they're, it's all about, mm-hmm. I mean, anyway, just, yeah. that was kind of, uh, well, good you know, for her. good for her. Yeah. yeah. That had to feel good. And I'm sure she's in for like at least a four or five day flurry of people yelling at her in columns and things across the pond. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, they do. They, they just like, they go after, her, but it sells. It's, it's, it sells. It sells. The salacious, mm-hmm. yeah, it sells, unfortunately. But one, hating on her is like a national pastime. Yeah, I know. No yeah, kidding. absolutely. One more quick thing before we run out of time here. There is a new Zorro film in the works, but it is not going to be a reboot of The Legend of Zorro, the sword fighter we know. It's going to be Zorro 2.0, and it's going to be based on a hacker that has to fight his way to beat like all the corporate. And it's, it's, a, it's a modern version of Zorro. Using computers and being a hacker. Try and make a modern remake with the George Georgia Tan George Hamilton Zorro. <laughs> yeah, that was the Zorro. And Do- Antonio Banderas was Zorro too. Wasn't yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. All that right. Was well, thank you guys. Let's see here. Let's check in your my talk traffic right now. She has a theory. Who is she? Who is she? Where is she? Is it a she? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is she doing? Well. <laughs> Here's Does she, she have a theory? I do have a theory. Does she have a theory? I think that a lot of people, uh, when it comes to being, have you been on? Have you been a good girl or a bad girl? Okay, I here, think a lot wait. of people like to be on the naughty list. Who are, who are your friends? I can't believe I am. Uh, uh, Grant, who, I, listen, one out of four people think they belong on the naughty list this this year. This year, yeah, twenty six percent of people. Hmm. Well, I don't think it's as naughty as like what we're saying, but oh, okay. um, just that that they they uh, yeah they they've been naughty and they really don't deserve any gifts. I give these twenty six percent of adults uh, credit for admitting that. Yes. Yeah. Is there yeah, a reason I, that well, they're naughty or anything? Well, they really wanted to find out, really at the heart of it, how many gifts do you buy for yourself while you're shopping for Uh, others oh all the time used to be (laughs) it's not like for me one for you but this i'm not you know Mm -hmm. like when i would do the black friday with my dad and we've been able to do it for a couple years 
I mean, he'd be like, what do you buy one for every two for other people? And I'm like, <laughs> Dad, I can't help it if I'm finding things for everybody. You know what they said, though, this year? There weren't as good of deals. Yeah. Because um, people are, there's just, the supply chain is kind of a little slow. And yeah. so people aren't able to stock things. And actually, Cyber Monday was down for oh, the first it? time in years. Because they've been traveling. Well, this this poll... 76% of people think they buy the best gifts for themselves, which is why 69% <laughs> you know of people you like. prefer to buy their own <laughs> presents. Oh, no. Um, and the, the, the thing that people, the top three, electronics, closely followed by gift cards, closely followed by jewelry. These are the top three gifts people want. Mm-hmm. Electronics. I hate But it. people like to treat themselves and they're willing to spend good money on themselves, including things like a brand new car, oh, wow. a cruise to the Caribbean, oh, wow. a diamond <laughs> necklace. And, oh, and this was this well, was a survey done of people who have a, a lot, lot of money. money. Right. Yeah, F you money. <laughs> this is the Forbes survey. Self-gifting is a form of self-care. Yes. Well, There's would, the theory. I would agree, mm-hmm. but you know. Okay, now this is the study of Dub, but I'm bringing okay. it today for theories because there it is. Party foul, two and three say one relative always drinks too much at a holiday, <laughs> holiday gathering. Mm-hmm. Do we even have, I don't feel like we experience that really. Do you, Grant? No, everybody drinks equally as hard. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're, we seem, we're te- we don't. There's never one guy. It's always I can't think multiple. of a- it depends. Uh, it depends. depends. Uh, depends. Here, according to people, leaving early is the party fa, faux pas that people don't like at family parties. People don't like when somebody starts yelling. People don't like of it uh, when there's too much drinking. Right. And when asked about some of the embarrassing things that people do, almost always it involves um, drinking. Like, you know, somebody fell in the fire pit. That would have been last year because we were around fire pits. Yeah, we were. Um, people don't like it when people vomit at their house or on another person or on the table or on the host. Jeez. Jeez. No we haven't been to these family parties. No, we haven't. We've never had these. Yeah, these sound like college parties. They do sound like college parties. Yeah, we don't. Not a family gathering. 62% of people say they've dreaded going to work the day after an office party due to embarrassment. Well, office party is yeah, a different thing. Yeah, that's a different thing entirely. Yeah. Anyway, but the uncle... Gets the top spot for enjoying too much uh, booze. The uncles always get a bad rap. The funkles. The funkles, exactly. The funkles. Just the funkles, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Here's now, would you believe this theory that board games and video games you love reveal how you prepare for life and work for others? Oh, now, tell me this one because I yeah. like this one. Yeah. So this is from Germany. And okay. they wonder, do people's taste in sports and video games reveal how they approach the real world? And they found that sports... Board games, video games prepare people for conflict and cooperation and keep groups together. This is the Max Planck Institute for Evolutionary Anthropology is where I got this, just so you know my heavy credentials on this one. Yes, yes, yes. And so no matter how diverse the group of people is, that games are the integral way of bonding. It helps bring people together where there's conflict, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so here, let's get to the the meat of the story, shall we? So um, 
Let's see. Um, let's see. I forgot to read this. this the is, professional skimmer took a little break today. Right. Uh-huh. Okay. So, um, so all it means. So let's let's pick a board game. Let's pick a board game that you liked and that you hated. Like I hated life. Oh, you I, hated I hated life? Monopoly. Life I hate took Monopoly. Too long. Yeah. yeah. I hated Monopoly. Okay. It took so long. Yeah. And a game that you liked was a, what was a fun game that you liked. A board game. Yeah, board game. Um, Candyland. <laughs> sorry. Yes. And sorry, can- I like sorry, too. Yes, because it was fun. Everyone had equal chances you, of winning. winning. Yahtzee, I like. Oh, they, love Yahtzee. Mm-hmm. So their theory is that people mimic real world behavior. So if you are somebody that likes a long, more elaborate, a battleship or something like that. Yes. It's just more indicative of how... You will work in other areas in your life that you want like, want to be doing something that's methodical, detailed. That's the way sure. the way your mind works. You and I, we liked Candylanders. Sorry, you know we're kind of looking for. We don't want to get too bogged down in any in the details. details. We want to always be ooh, looking for something, looking for the bright, shiny thing. Yeah, that's yeah. right in front of us. Yeah. So the gumdrops. Yeah, I'm really mm-hmm. summing up uh, all the stuff I yeah, didn't read, I, but I like the summary. You know. But I also. But it makes sense, I guess. Like, if yeah. you're thinking about what sports you like, like if you're, you know, somebody who likes, like, what's a solo sport? Well, yeah, if you're a wrestler, you're more of a. I, liked, I don't like to work in groups. I like yeah. to work individually. You did. I was okay. an individual sport person okay. most of my life. And yeah, that's, okay. I'm just not a group. I, I don't that, like to rely on other say people. That is also like kind of your work ethic. Sometimes when you've got to get something done, I like you, to be alone. That's right. Yep. So, yeah. It definitely plays into it for sure. Mm-hmm. You've solved a lot. A lot. Do you remember the presidential awards? Oh, yeah. Tests. Yeah. When did they stop doing that in Great school? Great question. I'm going to look that up. But do you remember take, taking that like in maybe grade school? Maybe. Grade school. It yeah. was a grade school thing. Yeah. I, want, I just wonder if kids do that anymore. The presidential fitness. I bet they don't. I bet because they don't. It says right here, the presidential fitness test was a national fitness testing program conducted in the United States in public middle schools and high schools from the late 50s until 2013 when it was finally disbanded and replaced with the presidential youth fitness program, oh, which is a little less, they, they, from what it says they here. They don't make they, them do as many mean things. Yeah, they, they drop down their requirements. The yeah, there was, they, they, they have drop. to climb the rope. Mm-hmm. Oh, the rope, I was oh, terrible at that. Or the very... pegs on the wall. Oh, yeah, it all seemed oh, embarrassing. Oh, how the heck? Yeah. Pull-ups. Pull-ups mm-hmm. are a tricky thing. Pull-ups are tricky. I don't know that I ever reached the top of the rope, and I think I got the silver. I never got a gold badge. This you know? is not surprising. Yeah, in no. Athletics to me. Weak arms. Yeah, you do. Bad. They don't want people to compete, I but guess. Lori can aim. Hmm? I'm an aimer. Lori's an aimer. She's very good at bocce ball, mm-hmm. at, you know, bowling, at... I'm yeah. an aimer. So He's you'd be a good pitcher. You'd be a good pitcher, essentially. Oh, I did she'd, she'd be a good pitcher. I did oh, pitch I did for pitch. Mm-hmm. I did. I pitched in 6th, 7th, and 8th grade. Nice. Mm-hmm. There you go. You know. You're an aimer. Not at a team but in the neighborhood i'm just yeah i was i was always asking you it was a mixed team though and they always asked me to pitch and i loved pitching until i take i I took a line drive in the kneecap yeah and i became gun shy every time i throw the ball (laughs) me too that's why i quit softball i took one to the face i took one right to my face and i was like i'm done i was a fearless and pretty good pitcher and we just would be neighborhood kids you know playing in hyde park and 
they'd be like, Laura, you pitch, you know, you're a pretty good pitcher. And I was a really proud, happy pitcher until like, you know, until the you line driving the knee. Ouch. <laughs> oh, did that oh. hurt? I thought Ouch. it, hit, it probably hurts. hit that right spot where it oh. just drops. You it, it feels it like me. it just makes you feel me. like your wind gets knocked pitching, out of you. But every time I pitch, I'd crouch and cover my head. <laughs> just, it doesn't really look good for your team mm-hmm. to have a crouching cover pitcher. <laughs> no, you know? it doesn't. Not really. No, no one has faith in you anymore. No, they don't. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Okay. We'll be right back. Santa. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so um, you talked yesterday about seeing Kathy Griffith. Griffin. On Griffin on with Jimmy Kimmel and her voice and everything. Mm-hmm. So I watched it this morning. Mm-hmm. I hope it comes back for her because <laughs> she's such a funny person. Yeah, she was on The View too today. because oh, she's so funny and that it, would... It's hard to listen it's to. It's hard to listen to. I felt bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but then last night, Billy but Crystal was on. And so he, years ago when he was 42, did um, a play on Broadway that won him a Tony called Mr. Saturday Night, and mm-hmm. he was playing at 42, a 75-year-old man. Mm-hmm. And now it's coming. Mel Brooks suggested years ago he make it into a musical. And he's yeah, like, I, I, I watched this interview. And we saw him do his one-man show. I don't yeah. think it was Mr. Saturday Night when we but saw him here. Were you at all, was it at all perplexing to look at his nice new hairline that I he's got it. going on? I and loved it. Whatever is happening with his tan, tight face, and then his waddle. Yeah, he had the turkey okay. waddle. All right. Well, I mean, here, there was. It was like I was like I. It was here. Here was what went through my mind as okay. I was watching it. He looked great, and he had a waddle. And I want to make an appointment to take care of mine. <laughs> that was the order, Grant. Stop. No, I'm you dead serious. You don't have you're a waddle. Supposed, no, but you're supposed to do your neck before it's too late. Okay. And so as I'm, you're, we're looking at each other, and Grant, you're seeing me hold my neck. And hold I'm back, in the yeah. stage. I've got like a year left before it's time. Yeah. Before it's too late. Well. If anyone has a good plastic surgeon, you can send us an email. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Seriously. We'll do some research on that. Because it's time to maybe think about that. But I, so I was, in, yes, to okay. everything. But then I but just went back. they were so funny together. I go back He's to how so charming yeah. he is. And he is such a wonderful comedian. Okay. I will just say, I will, now this is your brother who, you know, he's the vengeful Italian. Yes, he the is. The godfather of what family. What does he hold against him? Um, Billy Crystal, maybe this will have to be a vintage scandal, oh, but I have been yeah. hesitated to do Don't this. Don't tell me. It's Bruno Kirby. Who the heck's that? In The Three Amigos, he's the other guy. You, If you looked yeah. at Bruno Kirby... Yeah. He's very recognizable. Oh, he no. he he's in when Harry met Sally. Yeah. He's Carrie oh, Fisher's I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Husband. What husband. about it? Did he break up? Did they break up? He basically rock blocked Bruno Kirby's Hollywood career. Oh. Is How what do you the know that? story is. Ah, uh, there's I I forget if Casey watched a documentary or read a, a book, and so ever since then I don't want to know he this. brings it up. But I mean, you could be like, I mean, who knows what happened then? I mean, why do you have to hold it against him exactly. forever? Is what I'm saying. But Casey does, and we were such watching a- the interview, and he goes. He goes, yeah, he's funny. He said, but I just can't look at him the same way ever oh, since what he did to Bruno Kirby. <laughs> That's a heck of a grudge right no, but there. That is my oh, yeah. brother. Oh, you yeah. will 
Honestly, I mean, he's the, he's, he's you a, want him on your side, man. If you, you need, do. because he will, uh, he'll hold it against you forever. <laughs> he will protect you, and you know, just everything. No one's getting away with anything. But that yeah. is so funny so that funny. he remembers that. Well, because there was a big breakup between the Anchorman guys, between um, Adam McKay and Will Ferrell. Yes. Yeah. And that was another big breakup. But we didn't know they'd broken up. It was only because Adam McKay gave Blabbed an interview about it. and talked about it. Yeah. Well, do you think is that blabbing, sharing that? Is that blabbing? That sounds judgmental to call it blabbing. Well, like you should like he shouldn't have told people about it. Do you feel that way? Is that too dirty laundry for you to no, know? No, no, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I don't care if he told me, but I think for Casey, this one is an old one. My goodness. Yeah. My brother, and, and my brother, Crystal you have no idea, Grant. Oh, my God. <laughs> you have no idea. So you want to be on his so good side. So they were best friends, and they starred in City Slickers together. Yes, that they movie, did. Yes, they, that's what I was thinking. That's one of the greatest and movies. And yes. feuding and falling out is a normal part of life. It and we don't happen. know all the details for sure, do we? Uh, Why well, would no, he... we do. There's lots of stories about what happened between them. I don't want to know this. Because I was going to go. <laughs> and of course, was... they work together in this is Spinal Tap. Mm. I don't want to know this. Mm-hmm. And then Harry met Sally. Oh, City Slickers. And then City Slickers was the zenith mm-hmm. of it. And the film was a sensational success. It was a $26 million movie that made almost $200 million That's great. In a year that saw Home Alone and Silence of the Lambs, it was the fifth highest grossing movie in 91. Right, well, I'm not going to buy the tickets right now because they're $399 to be in like the 17th row. For what? A Tuesday matinee for Mr. Saturday Night the yeah. Musical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They had serious creative differences. Well, that's okay. When they did City Slickers 2 and Bruno was caught, you know, cut out of the thing by Billy. And they, you know, did it together. Well, when you have creative differences, people break up, Lori. John Lovitz replaced him. Oh, who's fine? I remember that that's now. Now that was kind of scandalous. Oh, John. It was claimed not only did He's Billy fine. refuse to work with Bruno, that many of the cronies... In the industry, writers, directors, and producers wouldn't uh, cast Bruno Kirby with a 10-foot pole. He died in 2006, and he only appeared in five movies after City Slickers. Okay, well, all right. Wow. But I when mean, people have creative differences... Uh, but he ruined his career, how, Julia. He ruined his career. But how do you know that he was... It's well-known. It's Hollywood legend that Billy Crystal ruined his career. Whatever happened between them... Don't Bruno get on was only Lori's in five, side, Grant. five movies. I'm just telling you. I mean, that, <laughs> that speaks for itself. Yep. He was so successful. Right. And you know, he I was don't so great. I know this. Well, now you know, and you can forget it. No, I won't because but well, you're not I gonna, will forget it because yeah, I like you're Billy not going to hold it against Billy Crystal and going to see Mr. Saturday Night. Like Casey, if I tried to get him to go see this, he would say, no. Look what he did to Bruno Kirby. And I'd say, what did he do? And I'd have to Google it all over again. But Casey, no, he right away, Bruno Kirby. He wrecked his career. Honest he remembers. Pete, He's very fond man. of Bruno Kirby. Apparently, but I remember how he, yeah, I like that guy. I mean, he's so great in, in yeah. the movie. He yeah. just, they, that's too bad that they had that breakup. Well, I think there's a lot of painful creative breakups that are hard. But, but do people's careers need to be ruined over it? No, Julia. Maybe Bruno was self-exploding. You're getting a little defensive like Casey over there. Yes. This might be your new battle. Well, I'm just saying. Not not in a bad way. Five but. movies 
is a law and not very many for a guy that was at the level that he was at. And everyone in Hollywood knows, Hey, you'll piss off crystal if you hire this guy. And oh. you know, at that time he was hosting lots of, you know, no, no he was everywhere. He was everywhere. Yeah. You've ruined my night. Okay. Now, so. Not only do I have to play tennis at nine o'clock tonight yeah. in Fridley, I, on the other side of the world for me, I oh now have gosh. a ruined night. Well, I've made some people's nights by telling them that the Kringles are in at Trader Joe's yes, from Racing, Wisconsin and the beautiful cookie, uh, the, that won the, the Star Tribune. Is available for a le- the lemon raspberry creams yes. or what was it called? It was the, no the lemon rosemary creams are available for a limited time at Lunds. Oh, see, all right, it's for the lemon. Four, so I'm going to buy some of those and a Kringle, and that's going to be that's my a, cookie exchange. All right, Lori, then I'm all for it. Okay, yay. Cynthia Bass. Baxter City, that's so smart of the Star Tribune and Cynthia to get them in Lunds and Byerly. Yes. I think they've done this before because I've bought these cookies before the winners and it. brought them home and told Casey, taste this. And if you like them, maybe I'll bake them. And then, of course, he eats them all. Forgets I remember. said that. And then we move look on. At, look at, but he won't forget about Bruno Tulani <laughs> or whatever the guy's name is. What was his name? Bruno Kirby. Oh, Jace. All right, have a good night. Job done. Off you go.